0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the SkullCast for episode 102. I am your host, Walter, and joining me today for this lovely episode is Aziel. Hey everyone. And Griffith. Yo. And special guest, do do Tula. Hello, hello. Excellent. Grail could not make it. I'm very sad about that, but she has better stuff to do.
1: I sound like I'm casting
0: shade. I'm not really trying to cast judgy. shade.
1: She feels bad for not being able to make it. and
0: Totally cool.
2: Not everybody is into Casca.
1: I mean, you know, she's not everyone's <laughs> I guess, favorite character.
3: I guess it doesn't matter to her.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oof. So, yeah, we're back after about a six-month break or so, I, I guess. Um, and we're back because the new episode is out. Since we last recorded, there's only one little piece of Berserk news I wanted to review before we get into the meat of this episode, and that is last time we recorded, episode 101, we had said we got word that Miura had a new project or something that he was overseeing at the time, and we didn't know what it was. I went So as far as, as far as to say that it was probably uh, Mortal Kombat DLC and that Berserk or Guts was going <laughs> to be in that, that would have been cool. And you know what? I believed it for like a half second. I felt it was real. It wasn't real. That wasn't what it was. We didn't find out until this past week, actually, that it's a new series or at least a one shot. We don't know the length of it um, from his studio, studio, Studio Gaga. So some of the people that he oversees or help him as assistants with Berserk are launching a new thing called Duranki. And it's going to be published in Young Animal Zero, which is a new sister publication of Young Animal. So we'll know a little bit more about that in early September when it's launching. But Azil, you actually spent – you and Puela actually looked at the, uh, the copy that's available for it to kind of break down the setting at the very least – So, could you maybe review some of that for us?
3: Uh, Yeah, sure. So, yeah, it's a a new series, which is uh, based on an original idea or concept by Murat himself. And he's overseeing it. So, uh, he's in a role as a producer. He doesn't – he won't draw or write it, you know, day to day. But, yeah, it's, you know – Is overlooking the little guys. And uh, it's based on Mesopotamian mythology, and specifically on the religion of Sumer. So that's one of the earliest known civilizations, which is uh, older than uh, 4000 BC, for those who don't know. (coughs) And uh, yeah, the the best known myth from that era is the story of Gilgamesh, but that's not what uh, the story is about. The title, which is, like you said, Duranki, refers to Eduranki. Uh, That's a temple for the god Enlil that once stood in the city of Nippur. That's where Iraq is nowadays. Uh, So, you know, it's probably some, I don't know, American shells raining down on it right now. Uh, (laughs) In any case, uh, that name means house of the link between heaven and earth and uh, Duranki is basically just the link between heaven and earth and um, yeah there's a little blurb in Young Animal uh, about you know what the story is about it says that in the interstice between heaven and earth neither god nor human Uzumugal a child given uh, a name of dragon uh, it's set in the ancient world and you know it just says that you know they've created a new myth basically that seems to be the idea behind this to create a new myth so yeah that's it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the artwork itself is really cute.
0: And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the actual page art looks like because the pr- the promotional art was clearly done by Miura. At least I say clearly, uh, but <laughs> maybe not. But uh, it seems to bear his style at the very least.
2: Very stylistically yeah. similar is what I was thinking yeah. when I'm looking at it. Like, oh, I wonder if uh, if he drew this or if his assistants
1: are just doing it, you know, as close to his style as they can do. I would be surprised if it wasn't him. I don't know. The, it, I'm with you. The way it's it makes painted, sense, right? it, it looks a lot like his recent um digital paintings in my yeah,
3: opinion. Yeah, the it does, the it. painting does, but the thing is uh you know, if you look at the other announcements page, there's also like a you know, Uzumugala's face, basically. Um and it also looks very close to his style and uh, yeah. I don't I don't think he's like I don't think he's drawn everything in it since he, that's not you know what he's doing. So uh I think we, we might be surprised to see how close his assistants can mirror his style. I mean, you know, there's are a guys that have been working on, with him on Berserk for years and years now, so I wouldn't be surprised if they had a, a very similar similar style to his. So I'm I'm actually kinda curious to see uh what he's gonna look like, you know, the actual drawings.
2: I mean, they've certainly probably, you know, they've they've learned how to emulate his style, you know, as much as possible, as much as anyone would, so uh, it, yep. it'll be interesting to see. Well, this will just really reveal to us, Mira's been, you know, in a, he's been in a catatonic state in a chamber for, <laughs> you know, 20 years while his assistants have carried on his work <laughs> in his stead, with, <laughs> under his directions that he left behind. <laughs> he,
3: he's just a brain in a jar now, nah. he's yeah, been these guys know. doing all the work. <laughs> There,
2: there is
0: somebody outside is smashing up his there car his, with
3: a
2: baseball right
0: bat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think at the very least it's Mira just because... It, it works as a s- promotional art yeah. for his, the new series from, you know, Berserk's studio, basically. You want to have as much Mira association with it as you can. So that's why Mira's title for this is producer. So at the very least, he's lending his like, you know, touch of approval to it. Even mm. if, if he had anything further to do with the scenario and the setting and the basic story, you know, sure. But uh, I think the important point is that he's not doing the most of the art for this. Because that was... At least some of the initial reaction to this news was... What? Not spending 100% time on Berserk? Why? How dare he? Was um, a lot of what I saw. It seemed typical from the gut reaction until... You know, you point out that he's the producer. That his team is working on this. Not necessarily him. So I'm not necessarily concerned. It's not even really... It wasn't even on my initial thoughts. was Upon seeing this was like... Oh, well what about Berserk? You know, obviously... That's his priority. and uh, I don't see that changing at all. It's so, funny that we uh, just, kinda
2: live in a world where with George R. R. Martin's, you know, rise to prominence, it's almost like a thing to just bitch about creators not doing things, you know, and solely focusing on them. I mean, it's just kinda funny that that's a pop culture phenomenon separate from my era that he now has mm. to exist in as well, where people are like, Oh my god, you're not putting all your time in this and it's like, calm down, you know. <laughs> He's a producer, it probably it it's kind of a cool title because it gives him carte blanche to like if he wanted to go draw a page he could you know he mm-hmm. can tell them as much as he wants on the story or he can draw Berserk and be like hey you guys uh, do your thing.
0: It's actually funny that you mentioned George R. R. Martin because I, I've never really thought about the two in terms of like their output and their fan reaction to it. But a lot of times, people are critical of Mira because he doesn't say as much about what else he's doing, about his personal life. He doesn't go out there in tons and tons and tons of interviews. Where's his blog? Not a lot of FaceTime. So you'd think the other side of that is, oh, well, if only he was out there communicating more what he was doing, fans would be more lenient towards him. No. Not exactly. <laughs> not exactly how it worked for George R.R. Martin. He's out there always talking about what else he's working on, and all fans do is complain. Well, so. I Good think Nero would
2: at least sometimes be like, "Hey, I'm working on Berserk right now." <laughs> or R. Martin mm-hmm. is always saying what else he's doing. So, <laughs> I'm going to get in yeah. on it. Let's <laughs> get him. But uh, yeah, this looks kind of cool. I like the design of the, you know, what looks to be like a large snake
3: dragon with all sorts of different animal parts attached yeah. to
0: it. It's very colorful, yeah. too. I like how colorful it is and just vibrant looking.
3: Yeah, and he's got uh, chicken legs or something like that, so Yeah, yeah. Kind of curious to see the full thing. And anyway, like uh,
2: I, uh, lion paws, you know, coming down.
3: <laughs> yeah. And um, how to say, one thing to mention as well is that Muir has been uh, recruiting assistants, uh, you know, like, because, uh, you know, there's more work to do now. So it's not like... It's just his same old staff that's going to be doing Berserk and this new thing. He's been recruiting people, and I would expect at least uh, two or three more, you know, people for the studio. So uh, it's just, you know, I, I think that's also part. It's probably not just uh, desire coming from him, but also something that Hakusensha asked him to do, uh, oh, yeah. you know, to produce this new series because. Uh, Young Animal Zero is, uh, replacing, uh, Young Animal uh, Arashi, which means, you know, Young Animal Storm, basically, that's what it meant. Um, as a new, uh, yeah, as a new, uh, monthly publication from, uh, Hakusensha. So I'm expecting, and it's focused on, you know, uh, basically fighting series, you know, combat series, stuff where there's a lot of fighting. So it would make sense, like, that asked him, uh, since he's basically the highest profile mangaka to take on a more uh senior role you know and uh bring in younger people into you know also as a frame
0: just in terms of the business i do expect young animal to shuffle some of the series around like cestus for example yeah i imagine that's gonna go over there yeah i think the, among some of the others
3: the only reason uh Berserk is staying uh in young animal proper is because it's a uh, you know that you know like he- main headliner yeah main yeah. series that they can't afford to just offload it to the, you know, secondary publication. But yeah, other than that, I, I think they're going to focus a lot, of, uh, a lot of the fighting series in Young Animal Zero and maybe, I don't know, keep the, the rest in Young Animal proper. I, I have to admit, I, I don't really read many series in there except Berserk, by which I mean known.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, I've so, never really... Yeah. I just think go going ahead,
2: back go. to the artwork and this whole sort of enterprise, it's interesting to me and maybe I'm just, you know connecting it all back to berserk but i feel like uh the girl kind of looks like you know the in the face she kind of reminds me of like a combination of Shirki and farnese and the little oh, satyr yeah. looks very much like isidro <laughs> like his yeah. monkey form like essentially
3: so i yeah, mean the, yeah, yeah, so the seder, I, I did find that he kind of reminded me of isidro It's true i was like hey you know if you yeah if you like you know just you know Look at him a certain way; you can see it. Yeah,
0: that's all. So, so yeah, we'll hear more about that in the in the next month or so. Uh, I probably will be importing that. Uh, timed with that, the other p- tiny piece of Berserk news is that the 30th anniversary is next month for Berserk. So that's a big occasion for the series, and wow. I do expect a young animal and you know Mira to do something special. As a reminder, uh, the 20th anniversary. There was a special cover we had, which had Zod versus guts in the front, kind of it, the front of it. They had the character and world guide, little mini book thing. And they also, of course, it was a big episode as well. Uh, three Oh seven, I believe it was three Oh six. One of those two Yeah, where it showed off Fantasia, uh, sorry, Falconia for the first time. So that was a big deal. Um, so I do kind of expect a momentous thing to happen. And you know, as we all know, we're, we're set up for something pretty big to happen next step anyway. So yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, we'll know a lot more about the Duranki and what's coming up with Berserk in about a month, I would guess. So we'll move on to the main event. To the momentous episode
2: episode that we have right before us.
0: (laughs) Yep. Episode 359. So in 359, we actually don't see the immediate reaction of the scream of Casca at the end of 355. Uh, And instead, we see her getting equipped and getting a haircut from Danan. Casca introduces herself, reintroduces herself to the group individually, which is great, and she gets a chance to fight some golems that Dunan summons over that look kind of like Vikings. Uh, so she has to ha- she gets this great action scene where she shows off that she's not just a pretty face. Basically, no. you know, Kaska was always <laughs> badass. <laughs> Everyone's super impressed by her abilities, but you know, notably absent from the celebrations here is Guts, who actually can't, you know, come. Uh, can't see her. or She can't see him rather. So he's hiding behind a tree and kind of observing from a distance. Uh, Farnese feels kind of responsible for this circumstance or at least to, to take action here. So she tries to introduce them, but it leads to Casca speaking about judo, which causes a panic attack slash um, anxiety attack. Guts turns to face her. And when she sees his face, uh, he, she sees a terrible vision. Uh, and she screams again. The episode ends with Skull Knight in the forest watching these events from a distance. So that's 3.59. And um, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, highlights, favorite scenes, favorite moments from this episode, anybody?
3: Well, I mean, every page.
0: You always say that.
3: I think well, it's, it's, make, uh, make it's a special true. It's true. I, I will say that, but... Uh... It's I'm
2: true, going to say that, the first page is not my favorite because it's mainly a haircut. and We don't get to see her that
0: like. You know what? There's a part of the first page I really liked.
3: <laughs> and that was the sword. Well, I mean, the, even the haircut is, you know, I mean, that's very symbolic of, you know, we we wonder for a while, I think, at least I did, what oh, sure. what she would do with her hair, you know. It was like a symbol of her state as crazy, you know, mentally ill, not quite Zarkaska. And I think the return to form on that front is... You know, I mean, that's quite a big deal. I, and I, I like yeah. that it was Dan and doing it. You know, it could have been Farnese or Shurika or whatever, but it's kind of cool that she's playing that role, uh, you know, as a motherly, I don't know, matron of the place. So, well, I don't know, just like that. It's nice immediate
2: symbolism, almost like a recap of what just happened, but in much simpler ways, you know, where she kind of helped, you know, uh, facilitate yeah. her return to form. I mean, the most striking thing to me to start this episode is the fact that, like, we went from sort of this 20-year, you know, slow burn on sort of Casca's condition and getting her back. And even the build-up to, you know, the immediate, like, ritual to bring her back was yeah. very sort of long and detailed and had this long mm-hmm. dovetail. And then we cut away and we kind of come back in the middle of things, which is kind of cool. It's like, you know, we don't have to come back to, like, her we, – we kind of end up in the same place where, you know, it left off. But we get to get all this cool stuff that we that we would have wanted to see and might have expected to have to wait over the course of many episodes to get. You know, We've talked about all this stuff. You know, Isidro's reaction to her, how their fighting mm-hmm. styles kind of complement each other actually yeah. and complement him better. You know, what Serpico and Farnese and Shirke would all think of her in various ways, both intellectually, her fighting, all that. So we kind of get to have, you know, our cake here. And then we – by the end of it, it's like – but at the same time, there's the tension of where's Guts? What's going on? Why isn't he here? And then at the end, we kind of get to see, you know, what it's going to be like going forward. But it was a nice treat that he found a way to like, Okay, Cask is back. Here you go. You've been waiting a long time. Enjoy. But, yeah, we're going to have to have a plot here. It's going to be complicated.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think to to sum it up, um, you know, we've – I think – everybody was wondering how Mira would go about it and I like that he managed to you know give us something right away which yeah. everybody wanted to see she, at the same...
2: she's not gonna have amnesia for like five volumes you know yeah <laughs> and it's like, frustrating oh, like
3: that. at that time we did this you don't remember but blah 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 so yeah. she can be right there right away and at the same time we have these things that's going to be ongoing for probably many volumes which is her and Gus relationship and, you know, I mean, it's it comes down to choices, and, I, and I'm pretty sure he thought long and hard about it. And uh, I think uh, it's going to be more rewarding that way because, you know, when she and Gus will eventually find each other again, it's, you know, like the payoff is going to be even huger than it would have been now. And meanwhile, the, the importance of the group, because, you know, the group was formed in the first place just to take care of Casca. And so that still has a reason to be, you know, it's not oh, well, now we don't need you guys, you know. Yeah, they still need to be there because Casca can not be with them and she can't be with Guts.
2: Well, and it's also – it's a good interesting point in that, you know, we're thinking of it in terms of Guts and Casca, or at least that's how I immediately thought of it. But it really means he needs to be isolated from the group because, yeah. I mean, she's fine with them. He's the problem. So it's it's even sort of a worse situation mm. for him where yeah. he's not going to really have anybody. Or at least he can, but it's going to be, you know – always in a different room from her for the time yeah, being.
3: It, it's funny. We're really getting into the thick of it because it's something I, I, uh, I mentioned in uh, my post on the forum is, uh, yeah, I mean, right now the situation is that Guts is the outsider and he's the one like he's, you know, like from seeing him go away and stuff, you know, you feel like he's, you know, uh, Jose leaving the group, you know, casting himself aside for her own good. Uh, and you know, you know, that's probably going to be something he'll be thinking about is like, I'm not needed anymore. I'm not, I'm not good, you know, to be there. he's you know, it's not helping. Maybe I should leave.
1: Yeah. I'm thinking that that's what he's going to think, but I will strangle that man. If he exactly. actually he will does not, that, yeah. he's going back on his own word and all that stuff, uh, you know, like,
2: uh, when yeah, he's saying, I, well, yeah. I think it's going to be more the, you know, he's just going to torture himself like he is here. He's not even like looking at her, you know, he's like hiding behind a tree, <laughs> you know, because yeah. he's unfortunately far too apt at sort of, you know, lonering himself up. It's sort of, you know, in this case, for the good of her, for the good of, you know, the group. But I mean, yeah, it is a very sort of a, a tragic uh, a burden for him to take on like that. And I mean, you can see everyone wants to relieve him of it, including Casca.
0: Um, just real quick, one thing I wanted to point out was it, it, this moment happened so subtly and so in the action, I didn't even take notice of it until the reread, but like these are Kaska's first words to guts for, for real. I mean, they didn't speak last episode. They weren't able to. So when she's speaking to him, it's the first time. And she comes to that conversation with a knowledge of the immediate past. So she, you know, she acknowledges the group that's, you know, been arrayed around him, the new people that he's befriended. And I just think it's really cool that she's kind of acknowledging kind of like, the group is formed around him and who he is, like, all of that's present in her mind. It's it's the past, of course, that's difficult. But I just like that she's really acknowledging who Guts has become, in a way. Yeah. Without really grasping, grappling with everything else that she gets to, obviously. Yeah, but
3: yeah and she's... It's uh, a cool moment. Definitely. And, you know, like, the fact she says they're good comrades, you know, it's like... Because when you think about it, she... In her mind, she just lost, you know, all the band of the Falco and all these people. And, of course, she's not... Whenever she thinks about it, she's got these attacks. But she can immediately recognize that these are good people Guts surrounded himself with. And, you know, it shows something about him. And um I don't know. I think it's uh yeah, it's a, it's a touching moment. Even even when she's just uh, talking about Isidro and, you know, comparing him to Guts and you know saying it's funny that Guts would have an apprentice, that kind of stuff, it's uh mm-hmm. it's a little you know, it's cute, I don't know, it's endearing, you know. So I think Again, you know, we had some people who are like, oh, God, you know, Mirai's cheating on Guts. It's uh, it's so tough and stuff. And it's true. It's it's hard to see. I mean, it's a hard situation. But there's also a lot of little, you know, nuggets, uh, charming, you know, little muscles that uh, were being given. So I, I really appreciate that. I mean, I'm one of those people that says Mira is shitting on <laughs> yeah, guests right now. I, when you <laughs> so. said
2: that, I was kind of thinking, like, yeah, I mean, he is kind of shitting on. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the story, but, you know, that's just pretty much it. Yeah, I we mean, should be used this, to this theme by this
3: now. <laughs> the story of Berserk, he's a guest you know. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean,
0: that's, to me, one of the biggest takeaway I have here. I mean, I loved a lots lots about this episode. You know, I love the detail and the armors. Seeing armors from, like, basically a thousand years ago, very, very
3: exciting for me. Well, uh, so you know, that. Slow down, slow down. No one says they're from a thousand years so ago. So, this episode is about Gazeric. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I,
0: I guess I, I just mean the sword itself.
3: Yeah, the sword, yeah. That's mostly
0: what I was referring to. Yeah, that's true.
3: I mean, because, yeah, there's been a lot of... Some people have jumped to conclusions about that, but... Um, the, yeah, the, there's a lot of like the, easy
0: conclusions to jump to no, no,
3: this podcast. So, <laughs> <the>, so <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we can talk about the the golems, So, yeah, Dan, not yet. Okay, let's pause it on the golems. All right, what all right, what sure. I was trying
0: to get to was like I liked a lot about this episode. What I didn't like and what still is painful to me to see was that one full page of guts. Basically fusing into a big wall of apostles. That's you know, um, you know what's obviously funny. That that might her. be my
2: favorite page, though. Like that artwork mm. is just really
3: cool. it's amazing. Yeah. I you know actually I don't I don't like the the effect he gave the page match. I don't know. It's it looks kind of blurred. Different. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird. I, I mean, it's it's on purpose, you know. And uh, but I just yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm I, I, I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure. Well, it's different. It's different. It's You're a definitely wrong. different looking yeah. style. The, the lines look,
0: the lines look really clean, um, and all the other pages. And this one, everything kind of blurs together, and, and there's this weird like powder charcoal effect. Yeah, to everything I feel like it's, well. yeah,
3: it's kind of showing, trying to be like a melding of stuff. But I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of the effect, which is you know I'm usually a big fan of everything, but not that one. Yeah,
2: it looks uh, kind of old school to me. Like it looks like right. it's opening like, your eyes.
3: <laughs> it, it, it reminds like quality. me – you know what it reminds me of? It's uh, when the color pages uh, of course, were, yeah. you know, shown in uh, grayscale, you know. So that's what, what it reminds me of. As mm. if this was a color page right. that was grayscaled.
2: That's exactly yeah. what it looks like actually. I mean that might be what I like about it is that it does remind me of those – like that's where I started. I was like, why do I feel like this has an old school vibe to it? It's not necessarily the art style or anything. But yeah, it, it does have that where, you're, you know, the early episodes – where you would see those first pages always had that that look to them,
3: yeah, well, you know, and that's the thing you know, it's a good way to dig into another thing i I said earlier is that uh, I feel like Walter and I were not necessarily in agreement on this. I feel like this is the association uh she does of God with the Apostles is tied to the black Soulsman persona that's you know an idea I got, even when you look at this like like you know you, you look at him like this with a white eye, you know, blackened face, the white eye. Yeah. It's, it's very Black Souls my like children. <laughs> it, yeah, it, and it reminds me, uh, you know, in Volume uh, 17, when uh, Guts goes back to God's place and Erica's cutting wood. And, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly she yeah. sees oh, a yeah. black shape, you know, with the eye, and she's scared, and then she recognizes Guts. And I always love that shot because it's like, you know, that's what he is. You know, it reminds me also of him with Jill, you know, saying, look at the darkness around me. And everything, you know, the whole Black South Man scene was him being in the dark, in the darkness, covered, you know, in monsters, all that kind of stuff, being in part of that world, you know. And um, and I feel like this is also why, you know, that association is like, not just because it's him and he was in the band of the Falcon with her and he's tied to that uh, traumatism she got during the eclipse, but also because of that, you know, because of what he became, what he's made himself into.
2: Well, it's kind of like I mean, it's the same way they explain it with the Dragon Slayer. You know, it's killed so many of these creatures. It's almost specialized in that regard. I mean, in the same way, he's kind of become of these monsters. He's got like it's like he's got their ethereal stink on him. He's been you know just in their guts and you know, you know, no pun intended in their gore and everything, just among them, killing them. You know, living in that world. Like you said, it's like sort of that figurative has become literal, possibly.
0: I I I think. I saw some of that chatter in that thread and like maybe that's how it'll go. But I mean, even, even thematically, even the person that he became, I think that's sufficient to to have this image of him in her mind because it is the, it's the remnants of the, the black swordsman for him. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. It's, it's the person that he became in the interim period. And he was terrifying to see. And what I think what we're seeing is she's still processing how scary he was to her when she, before she had her mind reclaimed. Yeah. And there's this other side of him, this darker side of him that, You know, they had some crappy moments together as a result of being forced together through their journeys. And that clearly left a dark impression in her. And that's now that shadow kind of like precedes him. I guess the problem I have with it is Guts has already come so far. (laughs) She's right in front of him. But she still makes him scream because of his past actions or whoever he was. It's not the sum of who he is, though. But that's how Guts is that's, taking it, I feel.
2: Well, maybe. I mean, I like that. It, I mean, again, it's like we're having our cake and eating it, too, in a way. Where it's like, Casca is rational. She can sort of – maybe – I mean, maybe we we need to see them hash this all out. But she seems to have, you know, sort of in the grander scheme, like she has forgiven him for whatever yeah. trespasses may have taken mm. place. <laughs> You know, but at the same time there's an involuntary element where it's like, No, well those things still happened, you know, on an emotional level, you know, they were still experienced, on even possibly, you know, like we were discussing, some sort of ethereal level, they, you know, they have an impact. And so it it it's, could all be rolled together. You know, where we're gonna have her be rational and be like, Look, I know this is a good man, you know, but yeah, this is this is the representation of all the bad shit that went down in every yes. way.
0: Yeah, and I guess what I'm saying is like in terms of the the writing of it, like I don't I don't have an argument against it. I'm just saying as a reader who's experiencing the story to see them come so far and yet so s- still have this massive wall between So you mean when you
2: see scream and fall on the ground like she's having a seizure and Guts like literally goes <laughs> like, it's, like you know that doesn't give you pleasure <laughs> you're not as a reader <laughs> you're not enjoying it
3: it's it's uh, the point is that it's meant to be tough, you know, it's meant to be sad and frustrating. So I mean, it's the fact, it's, it's the, fact, fact it's it, the big guy can't get a win, even when he, he brings yeah, her back. That's, that's what it is, pretty much. Well, you know, I mean, that's, uh, that means it's effective. <laughs> yeah.
0: Again, I'm not saying I would do anything different if I was at the head of it. I'm just saying it's it's pretty excruciating to have but this uh, this predicament in front of. I me. think it's
2: great. I think it's something we knew was going to happen. Something that had to be done. This is actually probably like the most. I mean, I'm trying to think of a way to word this. This is the most compassionate way Mira could probably handle this story. Like like we've discussed, she could have had amnesia for you know after this, or you know I I think it's actually a nice way of doing this without you know putting casca's character through anymore where it's like there has to be this conflict and this reckoning for them to have a meaningful yeah. reconciliation yeah. but in the yeah. meantime sure. we're still going to get to enjoy casca and see her interacting with the new group we don't have to it's not going to be like uh i think a good recent example the latest like twin peaks we did we don't have to have the Dougie Jones era of Casca, you know, for the next, you know, like
3: eighteen <laughs> Wait, no, episodes. We already
0: did. We already did have like twenty volumes of <laughs> That's a very
1: good
3: idea. <laughs> you know, the thing is we you know, Casca C- yeah. Casca was like she was non existent or just like, you know, she as a character did not develop for so long. That I feel like I'm fine with guts, you know, being pushed aside for a little bit. I'm yeah. I'm okay with it because you know, I mean, I love Guts, obviously. He's uh, you know, main character and everything. But, you know, I'm also very glad that Keska's back. And, you know, I'm fine with, you know, focusing on her problems and her healing and, you know, her perspective and that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that, actually. I'm, I'm just, you know, I mean, sure it sucks for Guts. And, uh, of course it sucks for both of them. But, and again, like you said, it's not uh, like you said, Griff. We we can't have we can't have everything. You know, I remember for so long. You know, you guys, you know, must remember. People were like, oh, you know, she's gonna, she won't want to be with guts anymore. She, you know, you know, even stupider ideas. But here we we have Casca that's like as soon as Farnese tells her guts is behind a tree, she goes and she tries to talk to him, and she knows she can't see him and everything, but still she's like, okay, be quiet, don't say anything, just listen. Yeah. And she talks because she. You know, I mean, uh, when they were in uh, mind, you know, it was, you know, there was someone she wanted to meet. And that was Guts, you know. She, she wanted, like, even the small sprite, what was remaining of her ego, you know, still wanted to meet Guts. So, I think in a way, you know, it's very encouraging. And uh, and I'm sure, you know, I, I don't see, like, the current state of things where uh, she's, you know, she can't see him, she can't hear his voice. Uh, I think that's going to be short-lived. I think they will have problems. I, they won't be like, uh, you know, in love and everything and banging every night uh, soon, <laughs> soon. But it's going to be, you know, I feel like she, she's going Leave to... Leave it to the know, romantic Frenchman. To yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I, I could put it in another way, but...
1: Uh, <laughs> well, if you think back when they first, like, got together back in... before the eclipse and everything, mm-hmm. there was a moment where... You know, Guts had this moment of where he had some sort of similar reaction, mm-hmm. all his past yep. trauma and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it's possible.
3: Yeah. And, you know, at that time, I mean, it's a, it's a very uh, – I mean, that's one of the greatest moments in the series is that when he was feeling so shitty because of Gambino and everything and he, he was like – Okay, I'm sorry. You know, I understand. I'm just like basically I'm a loser. I know you won't want anything to do with me and she just hugs him and she's like at that moment is very, is what, you know, heals him of his trauma and uh and obviously I think something similar is going to go on here. There's a lot of uh, like I said I think the, the current state of things will be short-lived. Uh, what I expect will happen and uh, that's getting too far ahead. But uh I, I expect the boy, the son Will come and he'll do something and he'll manage to make them, you know, uh, you know, get a little progress in, you know, how they can relate to each other. So I don't know how it would go yet, but I I think that might be the worst of it.
1: This I episode, think that the boy will, uh, finally speak, and his first words will be. I want a little brother.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, one thing I said in this thread is that maybe by, you know, showing guts in another light as a, you know, as a dad, maybe that would, you know, like unlock something in her mind. And I also think, I mean, maybe if he... Gods removed his fucking armor and I don't know, just wore a t shirt or something, she wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be so freaked out. I mean, I don't know. Stop he looking could d- like a big monster. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just. Would help. And you know, I, yeah, I mean, just the. There's, there's ways to make it easier on her, so I I, I think we, we'll get some progress before they leave FM for sure. I kind
2: of feel like it's going to. I mean, this is an action series. We get a, every. You know, even her coming back was this sort of. You know, even though it was all on a mental plane, this action packed sort of uh, ceremony. You know, it was like a battle to, yeah. to bring her back. I feel like that's sort of. You know, we've discussed this before. That's sort of how it goes in Berserk sooner or later, even in this episode, you know. We get yeah. to see Casca killing golems that they <laughs> Viking golems they make up just so she can kill them basically or beat them. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, it's and it's awesome. And I feel like that's kind of where at the end of the day things get solved in Berserk, not necessarily by violence, but through the action pushing the story. Yeah. So whether the boy comes and helps them make some progress, I feel like whatever it is that is going to drive the story forward and force them, you know to leave Elfam, whether it's just a decision on their part or something, you know, there's an inciting incident of some kind. I feel like that's where, you know, the rubber's going to hit the road and probably during some sort of, you know, climax uh, is where she's going to have to, you know, have some yeah. triumphant moment where she can interact with him because they have to to survive.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's pretty much exactly what I've been thinking is that at some point, you know, like the, to me, the perfect scenario is Guts. I don't know. He's in a bad shape. He's wounded. Just some. He's gonna thing. get maybe,
2: killed, and yeah, Casca maybe has even to like...
3: uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe even an apostle, and she's like, Aah! and she just you know saves him, and uh, and I think yeah, I think that's like that's a really great way to make it work, uh, and yeah, I, I feel like it's it's gonna happen, you know. Uh, that would that also a
2: scenario similar to that could also create the context and contrast where she sees like no guts is guts that's a monster, you know, that's one of the things, oh, yeah. I'm afraid, <laughs> yeah. you know, where it's like, he's, you know, he's the man I love, that is
3: one of the things, you know, to be afraid and also, of that need to kill. And also, another thing is that, yeah, right now, so she equates Guts with, like, you know, it reminds me also of what Isidro uh, said in, um, in Enoch, you know, uh, a monster devouring monster, you know, yeah. he's, He's turned himself into yeah, basically just a killing machine, you know, and uh he's, he's kinda like the doom guy, you know, like the demons are afraid <laughs> of him. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's why he's cool, you know, it's like he kills the apostles as they are transforming, he's like oh, it's not fair. Blah, blah, blah. So, you know, he's <laughs> – So, even, oh, though, even though. I think that was a Skull Knight, actually. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it was. But,
2: well, you <laughs> so, know, you uh, mentioned in, when he returns to, you know, Godo's, and, you know, they have that scary moment where he looks like a monster in the woods. But even yeah. just after he's revealed and he's okay and he's talking with Godot, uh, you know, we have. Uh, we have Puck talking about him in their journeys, you know, and, their rem- and and just thinking about how he's changed. And you get that sort of heightened uh, illustration of him looking like, you know, a madman yeah. you know, with, with like blood splashed on his face and just one of the most evil looking grins that, you know, you've ever seen him give, which he would give when he sensed apostles nearby. He relished it. So, you know, yeah, he is part of that. I mean, literally in this shot, part of that scene, you know, yeah. with these monsters and kind of of their – their world by his choice
3: yeah and and what i meant is that maybe by seeing him uh in a position of vulnerability you know like i don't know he removes the armor maybe you know to do whatever take a bath or maybe to look less scary and he's he's mutilated body yeah yeah he's in a bad shape he can't see or hear anything he just falls down he's like he's really he's weak and you know then and you know again it's like when he was fighting wild and, you know, uh, he got, uh, you know, he wasn't conscious and everything. And she rushed in, you know, to save him at that time, even though it was an apostle and she, she wasn't up to the task, but she still rushed him because, you know, that's a, that's a man. Right. So I feel like, you know, uh, a situation like that boss would, uh, you know, uh, be a very nice reference to, you know, what they had before and what happened in the past and also, you know, a past towards the future where, She's now she's able, now she can do, she's not afraid anymore. She, she's not just a scary little girl anymore. She can do something. And Gus, while he's been that, you know, the guy, she only saw the back off, you know, in front. Now he's, you know, he's just a guy again. So,
0: yeah. Speaking of back, a cool moment would be if she can't face him or speak to him. They could fight back to back like they did in the hundred yeah. oh, man battle as well. Yeah, That'd for sure, would be cool. Well,
2: what's sad though is that like what really triggers her in this episode is when he starts to say her name. It looks like like he yeah. says something. As soon as he says anything, yeah. she like you can see it above her head like gong. You yeah. know, and,
0: I actually missed that on my first reading, and I, I assumed because you know that's, reading yeah, in Japanese, exactly, speech could, bubbles are kind of unclear. Listen. The speech fillers are kind of unclear about who it is is talking. I assume guts was re- responding to her, but actually, yeah, she gets the first panic attack when she says judo's name. Thinks about that, but then guts says cats, and then yeah. she immediately reacts to just hearing his voice. Which yeah, and then she like falls he, down. Which
2: is sad because like he cannot communicate with her, you know. So yeah. I mean, he could. I guess he could write her a letter. I don't know if yeah, guts is yeah. literate. Can he dictate? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, no, I, my, my, my joke was the mind transference with Shirke's hair. Like you could just, like, sit him in two different rooms and just have, like, thought you – know, Yeah, he, Transfer your thoughts for a while.
2: You know, Shirke's telling her how much, you know, how much how much she loves her. <laughs> it's very awkward. It's not really coming it's across. It's kind of like <laughs>
0: – I, I, I don't I don't know where to take this completely, but I actually wondered if it was kind of like a form of commentary by Miura in terms of, like, how people communicate. Like – Just as an example, I don't know, I don't have the full structure of this, but like, it's kind of like texting someone without actually talking to them, you know, talking to them in person, have like a disassociated way of communicating with somebody, whereas in person communication has a totally different, like, atmosphere to it that's sometimes overwhelming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that was part of it another part of their communication and the way Mira has done this visually just across the past two episodes, as we commented on it is he's obscuring a lot of guts, newer features. Uh, the one that he shows him happened last episode as well. It obscured his hair, a lot of his wounds and this pa- in this page. We just mostly see one side of his face. The part does not, you know, yeah. doesn't have the eye. We see the part with the eye His arms across. So you don't really see the prosthetic arm until later when he turns, then you see the white hair and that's when the shock moment is on anyway. So it's like he's is uh, waiting for that full f- frontal face of guts to actually to i think he's visually triggering guts facial features with Casca's reactions as well, connecting her reactions with the reader's reactions
3: i think yeah and again, I think maybe if she saw guts you know it uh, it reminds me of what happened on the ship you know when he jumped to save her and he was like reflecting on what he's lost, and I was like, you know i've been a a powerhouse you know of killing you know people and stuff but like, I still lost my arm, I still lost my eye. What I've lost, I can't get it back. And maybe... I wonder if she's processed that yet. You know, if she... I see him without his arm, you know, that that won't be, you know, something she'll have to deal with as well. I don't know. Or maybe that will help her realize that he's not, you know, so much a monster as someone who also suffered like her. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of ways. There's so many
0: times that yeah. they could... Retroactively reflect on the past and have that be like a new stepping stone for her understanding of him. I do wonder if we'll revisit a lot of those scenes. I mean, the most notable, of course, is how they'll actually introduce and grapple with volume 23. I feel like, Zeal, you and I spoke about this, but the one page spread of guts, that's one of the things tossed in the fire that created this distance between them or this association between apostles and guts. And I don't think readers are meant to know what created that wall immediately. I think we're supposed to be in this position of frustrated about the react of the, um, the effect of it and not know the actual source of it yet. We're going to get to that. I have no doubt in my mind they'll process it, but we're, we're left here in the lurch of, it could be so many things, and but where does your mind go as a reader? It's pretty obvious. The demarcation line between Guts and Casca in the past was what happened in volume 23. So I feel like we're going to get there. Uh, yeah. But we're seeing kind of the synthesis of that here.
3: Yeah. Although, I mean, I feel like. She... Go ahead. No, I was just saying, although she was also afraid of him at first, right after the eclipse. So he had to gain her trust back and then he lost it again. Yeah. Right. And I, one, I, feel like, I feel like
2: I feel like twenty three is definitely a part of it that they're gonna address specifically, but I also think he's you know, like we were saying, it's almost like the you know, we used to see the eclipse, you know, she'd have the flashes even when she was insane, where she'd she'd yeah. actually still do this. It's actually something that's seemingly carried over. You know, where yeah. she'd have a fit and, you know, scream and, you know, even in her, you know, the state she was in, you know, even go to another place. So it seems like this is that other place still and we're still seeing an, a sort of an eclipse shot but now it's also intertwined with guts and mm-hmm. and that makes sense cuz he was there he was part of it you know for yeah. for good and for bad and he was there in the mm-hmm. aftermath and everything we've seen since so it it kind of makes sense for it to all be jumbled together and she you know i think they need to sort of parse it out and you know separate all these things and you know yeah hash everything out in order to to extricate him from this place being part of this, you know, horrible tapestry all the time.
3: Yeah, because I think another thing we haven't mentioned yet, and that's very obvious, is that she still hasn't processed the, uh, the big betrayal, you know, the rape uh, at the hands of Femto in front of Gus. And I feel like, I mean, you know, thinking of Judo, she goes into that panic attack, you know, and then, you know, she you know falls down when Gus calls her name. But my, my point is... Uh, you know, the eclipse still is a big thing here. And uh, I feel like the fact Gus was there is, a uh, like, much like saying Judo's name, sends her to a panic attack, hearing Gus voice, uh, seeing him. I mean, he was there, uh, when she was being raped, you know, she, they watched each other as it happened. And, and I feel like that's going to be, I mean, that's there's some things that left a mark and that's going to need to be healed. And she hasn't yet dealt with that, you know, uh, like when she first screams, she has that flashback of Griffith's uh, ruined body in the cell. But obviously, I feel like the big moment and the like the, basically the biggest uh, challenge for her sanity will be uh, remembering that time and dealing with that. So obviously, like that that obviously is a big big you know uh, deal. And um, yeah, so it makes sense to me that it's yet to come. It's going to be kept for for last and, you know, she'll have to deal with that, you know, at that time. And I feel like after she deals with that, uh, things will probably uh, get a bit better.
0: And it makes sense that that being the natural, I don't want to call it resolution because it's going to be painful, but I imagine grappling with what happened at the end of the eclipse will be a huge stepping stone for her getting back on her feet. And. I feel like the method or the vehicle for that happening is, like, en route right now because not only <laughs> is, you know, Femta within the body, uh, the child itself was the product of what happened yeah. uh, as a result of the rape. Yeah. So, like, all those things are going to come slamming together, presumably, within the next few episodes.
3: Yeah, and it, and it makes sense. I mean, Gus has... He himself has a lot of, like, baggage with the boy, you know, that he needs to deal with. He was uh, he was not nice to him, let's put it mildly, and... um. <laughs> And uh, and it's also his son, you know. And and I feel like both of them will need to maybe comfort each other over the, over the fact that their son was corrupted, and what's his, you know, state now and everything like that. So there's a lot of uh, and yeah, like you said, that's obviously. I mean, will she feel the boy, in know, brand? Will she remember? Every she she will remember. It's it's like not even a question. She will remember that he saved her so many times. She remember what she felt. So. It's uh, Yeah, it's going to be a big, big deal to me. Very, very big deal. So all these things will probably uh, converge at that time.
2: It's probably How the boy we, um, is going to show up right when around the campfire Skull Knight says, let me tell you about my path. Oh, hey, wait, wait. It's the boy. Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Actually, I can't remember if I said it or not, but like I, I think it would be very cool if Skull Knight's commentary whenever – I'm assuming Guts is walking away. Skull Knight's there. I'm kind of fast-forwarding, assuming they're going to have like a a mono-a-mono about the state of the world. I told you so. (laughs) Casca's condition will certainly be one of the major topics they would do. If that's the case, I would love it if he introduced it as basically he had a connection to a Corridor of Dreams type sequence as well. And like, that was how I was as well or something like that would be nice because... It connects him to a sequence of events that we already have a lot of familiarity with, and you can kind of learn a little bit more about him as a result of something we've already experienced.
3: Wow! Well, wow! Well, cool. Are you saying he was mad also, or what's? Uh... Yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying. I think jumping three thousand steps ahead. Wow! Whenever
0: his body converged to having no body and to pres- being the, presumably the soul that possesses the armor, somewhere in the middle there, he might have needed some talking <laughs> down to, or maybe the soul in the soul in the armor itself. <laughs> Was a crazy concept for him to deal with, requiring the corridor of dreams to you
3: know make a uh, him, I mean, I feel like you're just existing without a couple of bodies already so much of a deal that I don't know if he needs. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm just. Who knows? I have. Uh, I don't know what spores he would breathe, though. If yeah, he was just. just an armor. <laughs> I mean, I feel like already. I mean, it's. Uh, I've always been sure that uh, the transference. You know, happened in a film, probably overseen by mm-hmm. Dan and, you know, she must have been the one to do it. And, um, I feel like that's already such a thing, uh, you know, and maybe, you know, if I would, maybe Flora, uh, underwent a kind of a journey into his mind, you know, to help mm-hmm. with the process or something like that. It's hard to say, but I feel like just like it's already such a big, a huge action. To be like, I'm gonna take your soul and put it into this magical suit of armor, and you will live forever. But you'll be like uh, just uh, like a robot, you know, devoid of you know feelings or stuff like that. I don't know. I, I feel like that's already such a big deal. Does he also need to have a corridor of dream sequence on top of that? I don't know.
2: Well, I just feel like even if he did, Skull Knight is so cryptic. He'd be like. Well, I know of a similar situation. Anyway, I need to tell you about uh, what's going on in the mainland. Mm-hmm. You know, you would brush past so me. So, I
3: took a shot at Femto, and let's just say I did not quite make it. Oh, boy, that, <laughs> that, yeah. that
2: did not work out the way I thought it would. So, <laughs> you
3: know, when I took the Behurts, the things that are, you know, like used by our enemies, and I thought I'd use it against them, was well, that, that just... <laughs> Guess I fucked up there.
0: <clears throat> you should start the conversation by saying, "Before we begin, I just want to say it wasn't my fault." <laughs> yeah, I'm just putting that out there before, and I'm okay, and the car is okay. There were <laughs> some <Yeah. butt>. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what happened. There were circumstances. It's
3: like before, you worry. There was about this guy me. that can warp time and space.
0: Okay, listen.
3: What anyway? One thing is that you know, uh, people have obsessed for years about the uh, what you want might not be what she wants, and. She actually wants to be with Guts, so you know. I guess he was wrong about that. It's uh, well, she's having we'll a hard see time with-
2: when the
0: boy
3: arrives, and what yeah, what else? Yeah. What else
2: that brings?
0: That's yeah. true. Also, I think I f- I feel like we've already answered that though, and, and the answer was. Casca wanted to hide. She wanted yeah. to hide her, her yeah. feelings away, tuck them away and steal them away and never come back out. Yeah. And, and actually, what Guts wanted was for her to come back out. Yeah,
3: and, and Farnes actually addresses this in this episode. Yeah. That's very interesting. She says that basically she's taking she's taking on that responsibility. I was the one who, we we forced ourselves into her our mind. We penetrated her, uh, her mind by mm-hmm. force. We brought her back, you know, against, you know, basically we, uh, we made the decision for her and uh, and I told her I'll, I'll I would you know make her meet the one she wants to meet, and that's what the narration says at the end, you know, like these two people still haven't met, and so and far as she was like, and so I feel like you know obviously from the episode it's it's clear she she's taking on that uh, duty, you know, like she will make them, you know, she will mend their relationship.
0: I was I was going to ask you guys how you felt about that. Like, I feel like Farnese maybe he's not the best social worker in this sense. Like, she's <laughs> not acknowledging the potential downfalls of just putting just put him in a room and kiss. Basically, was her like approach here, uh, I, I don't know that it's the softest touch. I, um, I, I this is someone employed, who's you know? had
2: a lot of their own deep seated social issues. Yeah. too, so she might yeah. not be the best judge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like
1: uh, didn't Den- Denon say that? Or no, Farnese said that you know she, while in Casca's dream mm-hmm. world, like she kind of it's like some of those ter- like memories or you know yeah. something has, like kind of been passed on. Yeah, to yeah. Her, so. those scars were gonna.
3: Yeah, that's true. She did exactly. You're right, and and Dana even comments on the fact you know Farnese seems to have you know. Taken on something from the corridor of dreams, you know. So it's, uh, but you know, and I mean, all of this is true it's the responsibility,
0: though, right? It's to me, it was the sense of responsibility she feels to carry this ball forward because of the final will of the sprite,
3: basically. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, 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 of, of course. And, um, right. I, um, what to say? What I, you know, you cut me off. So, yeah, I, Sorry. Uh, no, no, no problem. I was gonna say, there's also the fact she, like, foreigners, she how to say, she relied a lot on, you know, her duty to Casca before. She was, that was her reason for being, you know, after she started learning magic, you know, they gave her something else, but for a long time her main goal, you know, she was protecting Casca, taking care of her, that was a thing, and I feel like, it, in a way, it's a continuation of that, you know, she used to be Casca's caretaker, and she still wants to be useful to her, you know, and, and doing things for her and gods and in a way, it's also... Um, a logical continuation to me of the fact she uh she's basically abandoned her crush on guts you know uh, as you know as they arrived on the island and you know as the journey uh ended she kind of came to that realization she was like yeah you know casca's you know she's guts woman and you know basically she realized she was not ever going to be you know guts girlfriend and she she moved on and i feel like that's a yeah, kind of a continuation of that. It actually feels very natural to me, which I think it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's really a, is real testament to Mira's, uh quality as a writer because you know she studied, you know, I mean, what a well, what a journey, right? No, you're totally right.
0: I, I'd never thought about it exactly like that about her her momentum to join these two is kind of like the counterstroke to her own feelings for Guts. Like if she can't have Guts and she, she respects the Casca as Guts woman, she's by God going to make him happy at the very least by joining him with the one that he
3: loves. Yeah, exactly. And, and and that also goes for Casca who she has a lot of affection to. sure. So it's like, okay, I, you know, I'll, I'll be the best friend basically.
0: Yep. Uh, throughout all these back and forths about Skull Knight and, he, he's on the page now and he hasn't been on the page since 2010. I feel like we should probably reference the fact that it's been 19 years since we've seen him. 19, 19,
3: nine years since we've seen oh, him. I was um, going to say. Maybe it's been 10. How, I can't recall. How actually. old am I? <laughs> I think it has yeah, I, I been 10 years actually, but
0: uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. You're right. It is 10 years 2009. That's right.
3: Well, you know, I mean, he's uh he's that kind of character. He's a, uh, He's not, you know, he wasn't gonna appear. At, I mean, I think I've been saying, and and we've all agreed on that for a long time, that he would appear in that film. So that's like, that's a place that makes sense. And, um, you know, it would have, wouldn't have made sense for him to appear on the, you know, uh, Seagod's boat. Yeah. On <laughs> the, the ship. <laughs> the Seagod's Island, even. Yeah. I mean, obviously you not know, yeah. the ship, but even the Seagod's Island wouldn't make sense. So, and I feel like, you know, you know, it's, it's normal that some time elapsed. Uh, you know, during that time. I mean, one thing people often don't realize is that uh, the the sea journey, you know, it was spread out in time because a lot of those episodes were dedicated to uh, Griffith's side of things. Actually, never so far in the series and maybe never afterwards were so many episodes focused on Griffith's side of things because Mira had to establish Falconia what it did, Uh, we had the, you know, the part with Rickert and the Bacchiaraca, all that stuff, all that had to be done before our film because, you know, uh, things are going to move, you know, fast after that. So uh, I think that's something people don't realize. And so, yeah, all of these happened, and to me it made sense that the Skull Knight did not appear again until now. And, of course, now is the perfect time for him to be there. Not only
0: all of that, but as we've said multiple times throughout the past, like five years of podcasting, um, we are now at a crux in the series where we where what we saw on the horizon long ago, we've reached, we've pretty much reached that. Yeah. Whereas beyond that has been usually, you know, we can't exactly predict what's happening next. Skull Knight has consistently been the one to lay all that out for you to say the incarnation ceremony is coming. If you proceed to Vrtanis, you'll encounter apostles, if you go to L film, you'll get you'll might have a chance to cure Kaska's mind. That's all been basically Mr. Exposition. That's his job here, pretty much, much as I love him. I expect to get something similar this time as well. It would make
3: sense. Yeah, we yeah.
2: run out of uh you know, prophecy, <laughs> you know, yep. from him, so he's
3: back. And uh I also would expect him to tell us about his past. I think now is the time for that.
0: Agreed. Uh, but but I mean, I could have said that ten years ago, but I agree now. It really is the time. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah,
3: I mean, I I don't think ten years ago would have been the time. I think now is the time because, uh, yeah, again, I think Alfheim things-
2: is probably you know intrinsic to it in a way that like the beach mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't. So you know, yeah,
3: it's yeah. This
2: is this is if it's ever going to happen, other than like upon his death or something, then this is it.
3: Yeah, I, yeah. Okay,
0: I, I, I feel like he had to introduce Elfhelm first because I imagine it's going to be a key part of the story about how he is and who he is yeah. and why he is this way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be referencing it abstractly to the readers. There's this place over there. It's crazy, trust me. I mean, that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, it's just... First, I think Elfhelm uh, is key to how he became what he is. I also think it's key to the berserks armor. that some things that's going to be addressed. Uh, you know, probably not next episode, but, you know, uh, you know, in, I would say within one volume uh there's a lot of stuff in those so, course the future future course of action uh the skull knight you know like the magicians didn't did not know what you know what happened you know the blast of the asteroid world so the skull knight will be able to explain that since he was there he'll be also uh able able... <laughs> yeah well the thing is you know you know listen to me now he so he did the thing like anybody's, the most thing you could do, he, he made a sword out of Beherit's after King Apostles collecting them for probably hundreds of years. And he tried that on Femto and it didn't work. So it's like, its you know, we tried cannons, we tried everything. I tried fucking Beherit sword, it did not work. What can work? Well, you guys just happen to be his parents and uh mm-hmm. when you're there, you know, When he saw you fighting Zod, he had like a heartbeat. When rocks were falling down, you know, the boy took over and protected Casca. You guys can take on Femto. No one else in the world can. And that's like, bam, you know. And he'll be like, the world now is being changed. The gold hands, they are, you know, changing it to their, you know, what they want it to be. And, you know, if it's got to be stopped. You guys can do it. No one else can. So. All that pressure plus all the stuff, plus all the stuff, plus all the stuff. Bam! There you go. That's the impetus for them to leave the island. You know they're not quite ready. They're not quite solved up, but they gotta do it. No, no time. You know, and we'll do it as we go and as we fight and stuff. So I feel like that's a very, you know, Berserk thing to do. That's how Mira does it usually.
0: Yeah, agreed. And we're already there, right? At the precipice with Skull Knight staring at us, creeping behind a tree trunk yeah, yeah
2: literally peering one eye from out behind that tree i'm <laughs> staring at him right now
0: yeah it's a little nefarious but you know that's just how he looks by, by default it's his resting bitch face is what he has
3: <laughs> what uh what i'm actually curious to see is dan interacting with him because will she be like oh there you are my boy how yeah. are you doing? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so She's call gonna a treat him or like, like that. some some whippersnapper, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, no. you're oh, yeah. back. She might call him, you know, oh uh, <laughs> Like well, you this know, the
0: first opportunity for a potential super deformed Skull Knight. Yeah, nervous I was reaction. Yeah. The
3: same
2: thing. Like She'd be
3: like wrapping
2: <laughs> her arms around him while he's like, Ugh.
0: <laughs> uh, sweat drop, sweat
2: drop. Yeah. On his <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: on his helmet, <laughs> pinching his you cheek. Know.
0: Oh, I don't want to get my hopes too they much go, up about that. But that's going to be cool.
3: One thing I liked in this episode is that Danan basically said she, like, she stole. So she said, yeah, you know, uh, a while back, you know, long ago, some some uh, Vikings. So she doesn't actually say Vikings. She said Vikings. Like, she, mm-hmm. there's no G because, I don't know if it's because she doesn't remember or just slightly changed the name. But, yeah, basically, the landing on the island, and I, I basically stole the gear, you know, and... <laughs> I find it funny because that's a very, uh, elf thing to do, you know? Yeah. And she's, she's, they came here to conquer us instead. I may possess their armor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's a, like, she's, she's a queen and stuff and she's powerful and dignified, but she's still an elf, you know? And see the same way she was like, Oh, I like cutting her. It's like, it's kind of a family management type of thing, you know? Yeah. And she likes to, to like, uh, how to say clean, clean stuff, do chores. And she, yeah, she's a, she's a bit like, Puck, you know she's still stuff and you know that kind of stuff i, I found that's uh, very cute and uh, topical for uh, for who she is
2: also interesting like a- that they introduce her you know creating possessed armors in this episode mm-hmm. 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 Oh, we ah, yeah. Point, there we go.
0: These are not as uh, up to the task. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah,
3: <laughs> maybe fight this one. My greatest work is here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, these are uh, these are just golems, so it's like it's right. a, it's like
0: automatons. Yeah, basically. what do funny... you
3: put a
2: person's soul in there?
3: yeah
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I, was, I love watching the the background. You see them reassembling themselves, like the, <laughs> yeah, they, the short, stocky one they, puts his head on upside yeah. down look, at one point.
2: Somehow, I mean, this is just as good a time as they need to compliment Mira's art and the expressiveness, in the comedy and things, you know, where it's like you see them putting themselves back together and, you know, they look so imposing when they first walk out, as is the point. And then when you see them putting themselves back together, they look – almost embarrassed and like you know yeah. they like yeah. such cartoons and caricatures of themselves the guy putting his head on upside down and you know all mm-hmm. that good yeah
0: stuff. we we haven't talked about it at all yet but I, I actually really like all the little touches to the choreography and that Mira shows her attacking people with three different types of weapons. It's like a sword, spear, and yeah. uh, axe. And she approaches them all in dramatically different ways. Like the feint she does with the axe attack, she goes forward <clears throat> and then back real quick. Yeah. And uses his momentum to swing him around and kick him. All that really, really cool choreography. Just fun, quick, agile fighting all in about three or four pages.
3: Yeah, and you can tell. God. I mean, you can tell Murley planned it out too. It's just, because like you said, three different weapons, three different uh, fighting styles. And she's shown, you know, dealing with them in separate ways. And, and like you said at the beginning, you know, the point is, and I saw something I always expected, but she's a badass. And the other guys are like, oh, damn, she's good, you know? Yeah. So that, that, oh, that was pretty cool. It's, it's also funny because, uh, how to say, Isidro, at first, he's like, he calls a casket Chan, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's, you know, playing uh, a bit, you know, expert and stuff like that. And then after that, when he sees good she is, he calls her, um, Casca no anne you know? And it's like, uh, it means big sister. And uh, she has a little thing where she's like, ah, I'm, that's still who I'm being referred to because that's whole uh, people in the band of Falcon used to call her, you know? So let's call her, you know, sister, you know, as in... Uh, so I thought that was a, a, a cute little touch.
1: It was such a joy seeing Casca Kask- just kicking ass again. There was like, from... My favorite part of this episode, I forgot to say, was like the uh, the beginning. I we we got to see her interacting with everybody first of all is and then yeah. Yeah. Just she's it was like so there's it's a very <laughs> dense episode, but it never felt rushed if that makes any sense.
3: Yeah, I agree. Oh, no which which part was your favorite among you know when she talks to the other guys
1: um I think that it, it probably had to be her talking to Farnese um mm-hmm. just because you know they had a a relationship before and it hadn't been put into words until this point. I mean it was great seeing her talk to any of these people just because it you know this is something that we've all been anticipating for years and years and years. And as Puck pointed out, I think he, he got a, didn't Puck get a little bit meta during this? Uh,
3: yeah, he, as usual, he, he, yeah. he does. No, he actually breaks the fourth wall at some point. He's like, yeah, he, he does. tells people to like uh, read volume 21 or something. So it's like, uh, yep. I, I mean, he doesn't usually, he, he, he's always a bit meta, but he doesn't, Often breaks the fourth wall, and I was like, "Damn, that's a, like that's a special occasion for sure." You know, um, as for me, I would say like my, my favorite part, of course, the part with Farnese was great, and uh, I, I really liked Isidro. I think you know, in a way, this episode is kind of an uh, Isidro, of, well, I wouldn't say centric, but um, you know, he he shines a bit in this episode uh, where he remembers uh, when he saved her. And he actually, you know, when he says that he, you know, he did that dive, you know, and that's the only reason she wasn't burned to a crisp, and and that's true. I mean, he. A lot of people don't give him credit. He's the one that saved Casca, not guts, not any of these guys. He's the one who did it. And he's the uh, real jumping fish. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> and so well, it was and also
2: he, a group effort. He was at, he was at the end of the rope, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, Jerome was the one holding
3: that. Yeah, that's true. Just saying. I mean, I I, I agree, I agree. But still, and and she... Yeah, I get it. She thanks him, and you know, that's pretty cool. Him and Puck. I mean, let's not forget Puck. so...
0: Yeah, yeah. And her the ability for her to recall those long-ago episodes, it's really heartwarming, honestly, because it makes you remember those <coughs> moments yourself. And to know that she so lucidly can recall those, it's kind of nice yeah. to know.
3: Yeah, and, and it is. And of course, I mean, what I also wanted to say is, it is funny is that when he basically says, oh, yeah, when I <laughs> saved you from the heretics and Farnese and her guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <And she's laughs> Farnese's like, reaction. Uh, yeah, about that. So yeah. that's pretty funny. And also... Um, I mean the fact she remembers the girls, you know, Yeah. And she's like, uh, "I wish I could meet them again, same them." Because that was them. like
2: her own little, you know, group that was just her yeah. own in a way. And it, it's and cool I'm, that we're that we'll probably get to see that at least with uh, Luca. Yeah,
3: yeah of yeah, course. I, I mean, and they'll get I to mean, see it,
2: her completely changed.
3: Yeah, I mean that's gonna be. I'm. I'm honestly, I'm already. I can't wait to see it. I mean, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Nina's a
0: gr- Nina's a great candidate for the uh, pseudo-apostle program. I'm just saying, it be a quick rehabilitation <laughs> for her to just have some of that ooze uh, yeah. implanted in her body. Yeah, she's
3: already, I mean, she's already got all the character traits they're uh, looking for, you know, so. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Totally.
3: Yeah, you're you're uh, selfish, cowardly, uh, you know, power hungry. <laughs> yeah, sure. Come right in. Do you want to live? Come despite right Despite the fact that you're going to die? You, yeah, you're you're going to be um, immortal. Yeah and you've got uh, this loser here Joachim, right okay sure Yeah, well, let's come let's go here's your beard to cash yeah that's actually a
0: good sad point actually um to kind of capitalize on what you guys were saying like very quickly mira is kind of cashing in a lot of these emotional checks they've been having throughout the series like bam 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 volume 21 volume 19 all this stuff and fernandez she went wham, bam bam wham, bam um spreading doing very quickly kind of the things we would expect to have happened quickly or or over a long period of time. Not only that, but also to me, other than the one page reaction I had with Guts being like, oh, Jesus Christ, it was also how quickly we have a character design for her and the haircut and an action sequence, like all within five pages, (laughs) like, oh my God, he's really going for it. What do you guys think of this new character design? Do you expect this to be quote unquote final form casca, or do you expect this to be another intermediate? I think design? she's
2: gonna get armored up like, well, Yeah, pretty same. That'll be that'll be the final she's very similar actually <laughs> to uh Isidro with the, I feel like with the with his uh I'm the Colt. Lord Escapes me. From... Yeah, yeah. They're kinda similar I in think... design to that. And also his old uh, outfit actually when he was with the the Hicks, so It'll be interesting to see if, yeah, maybe she'll be in this for a while while they're there. But I think by the time they set out, and mm-hmm. especially once they're going to counter uh, combat, I think we'll get to see her in some pretty cool, mm. you know, a new take on her old armor design. Because clearly, yeah. uh, you know. She's got the boots. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's he's clearly going for, like, okay, this is Casca. We're going with the old school Casca style. It's not going to be Casca, you know, 3.0. We're going back to 1.0. <laughs> like... So
0: I am like a little that. surprised that the hairstyle is so similar to past Casca. I totally understand what he's doing. Like he's calling that into mind for readers as well. Um, well, you know, but just, I what, mean, the fact that I kind of expected a fusion for this new right. Casca, well, you know what I mean? It
2: makes sense. And also that like, that is her own self image, probably that, that sure. that's yeah. how she, you know, her entire adolescent and adult life, how she did her hair. And so now it's like, Oh, well I need to get a
3: haircut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she wants short hair to be able to fight more conveniently, and Danan sure. can read into her mind and see that kind of stuff. So she could have emulated it perfectly. So it just, it just makes sense. Yep, it makes a lot of sense. I just <laughs> kind of wanted something
0: yeah. a little different, but I, I get well, the reasons why. Yeah,
3: to, to I, I agree. I was, uh, I would have liked a, a big braid, but uh, <laughs> you can't always get what you want.
1: Uh, yeah, I, 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 admit, I, like a lot of people, I. I I miss the the dress from the the previous episode. Um, Bummed that she couldn't spend a little more time in it, but I understand it's not her. Um, I get the feeling that this outfit may be the the final casket outfit. I don't know. I could be wrong.
0: I tend to agree with you. I I feel like if they were going to introduce a totally different outfit – like I don't know. I feel like this is the time to do I'm, it. I'm um,
3: yeah. I'm uh I'm with Griffiths, actually. I Okay. So I mean this, you know, to me uh, this feels like uh maybe one hour after the scream from uh the previous uh, time we saw her. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, so then it's like, oh it's too bad you didn't like the dress. Uh here, you know, you can try these these things. And I feel like it's just we got the dress, I see it as Mira giving us as fans. Like a little something—it's a present to the fans. It's a a celebration of her return, you know. So she's dressed as a princess, and and you know, like she's a princess yeah. to us, you know, to us all. Uh, as readers, It'd be
1: great if it was DLC for uh, Berserk Muso, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, <laughs>
3: you know. So so I see that, yeah, as a you know, not almost fan service in a way. It's like you know, she's giving us what we want. It's Princess Casca. She's all dressed mm-hmm. up. You know, from her shitty, you know, monk robes, and she's meeting guts, and uh, you know, then it goes wrong. And so, and she, as she gets it, she's like, hey, it's not really my style. And then I kind of forces her. And, uh, and yeah, so this makes sense. It's more like her. But still, it's, I don't know. Casca is, uh, you know, she's a a main character. And, um, I don't think, and why she's a good fighter, uh, She's not good enough to be fighting apostles in her current well, shape. Well,
1: hold, hold on. We haven't seen what magical properties her new outfit and sword. Can. <laughs> I was going to ask Double you. Double jump. Do I, you think that? Uh, I, 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 I do you think that maybe some of this might have some magical properties?
3: So I'll tell you what I think. I don't think her current outfit has uh, magical properties, but I think she will receive gear that has that does have magical properties at some point before they leave and that uh, yeah because this is like this is okay it's cool for if you're a forest garden Uh, but yeah when you're facing real stuff I don't know if these little you know fluffy things are gonna get the job done so I I would expect her to be wearing something more I don't know more armored up uh going forward you know who was also a forest guardian is uh, totoro i'm just putting that out there there we go yeah yeah for sure <laughs> for sure um so yeah so i expect her to get uh something that, again i agree with grift you know something more you know a better armor uh although not i, I wouldn't expect her to get like i don't know the berserk armor too um and as far as weapons i don't know i could see her getting another sword uh being it a bit like uh, like Serpico, you know, where she's got, like, the standard sword and the other swords that does other things, I don't know quite yet. Uh, I feel like this sword is pretty special. It's not it's not just any random thing. I don't know if you want to talk about this, water. Oh, I would love to talk about this I know you've sword. been waiting for like <laughs> I have been an hour to talk about it, so let's go, <laughs> let's
0: go. So... I- this crescent thing, we've seen it a number of times. It's the one at the top of the pommel. Am I saying that right? The pommel is so that right?
2: You think the sword uh, used to belong yeah. to
0: to Locus, right? That's uh, your contention. <laughs> Jumping <laughs> way way ahead. way ahead. We're not at Locus yet. Um, the, <laughs> the crescent knight. What <laughs> um, The crescent symbol we've seen a number of times. The, the first time we see it, of course, is on Geyseric's uh, shield. It's incorporated throughout uh, a lot of the things from that period. You see it in volume 18 on the background in the Tower of Retribution. And we saw it again on Falconia, uh, but it's been changed a little bit. I've talked about this on podcast before, but instead of the lower moon, if you want to call it, it has wings, but it's the same exact symbol. So to me, it's the symbol of the old city, or you can say the old capital, maybe even just Geyseric's symbol. We don't know for sure, but it's something associated with that time. And we see it again at the top of the pommel here. Now, I don't think this is Geyseric's sword. I think that'd be cool. It makes sense. I mean, the, the guys on the other end of this episode, like, why not? But I think it simply dates the sword as the, as being from that time, and that in it itself is not far fetched enough to be like discredited very easily. Or if you say it's Geyseric's actual sword, that's like I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. It's just a little jump too far. Well, it, but um,
3: I I go. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just contradict you here. I think. Okay. Why I have a sword that's from Geyseric's time? You know, that's just like, oh, it's it's from that time where I lived. Who fucking gives a mm. shit? No, let's. I, I well, I say <laughs> I say it is Geyseric's sword.
0: <laughs> okay. So I say it only matters if the next two episodes that that symbol suddenly becomes more relevant, then you can go back uh-huh, and see that it was uh-huh. a sword from it's that time. It's gonna
3: be. But it's gonna be. It's gonna be saying, Hmm. There's something else cool that happens with this sword, and I thought about.
0: Um, if you recall, in volume. 13, end of the 13, Gut sprints away from the cave, encounters some specters, and Skull Knight throws him his sword to defend himself with. And here we have an awakened Casca using potentially Geyseric's older sword to quote unquote defend herself with. I think that's a cool parallel if that is indeed what Mira is going for, but it is quite esoteric to connect those dots. So just something I thought about while I was looking at the sword and thinking about potential significance of employing it. Something I
2: thought about where I stared at every panel of the sword.
0: (laughs) Just the one. Well, Well, the thing is he focuses on it. If it was just meant to be a casual sword, he wouldn't have incorporated that symbol. It's, he wouldn't have given that, that detail shot of the ornamentation. I would, yeah. I would
2: be surprised if she doesn't keep the sword because it is a very cool, specific looking sword yeah. as opposed to just being like, I feel like her gear that she's wearing, the reason I think she's going to get an upgrade before they leave generic. is generic. Yeah, it looks like, to me, it doesn't yeah, look sure. like this is Casca's new Casca costume. It looks more like generic elf helm off the rack. Yeah. You know, here here you go. Except for the boots. Those are those are the little cask of flourish to make her more recognizable, but I feel like she's going to get armor that looks more like her old armor at least to put on top of it. And that is She's going to get another th-
1: berserker armor and she and guts are <laughs> well, going to be hopefully, a power couple. Hopefully right. they
2: have some normal armor, like normalizing armor so you don't, you know, go crazy when you like for all these incantations and stuff. Can't they just put like a tattoo on her arm so here you won't go nuts when you see guts.
1: Mm-hmm. she's she's but this is berserk. she's uh,
3: she's still wearing her necklace by the way just uh just mm-hmm. actually while we're on the topic on the best example i do i did admit the spirit you know the possibilities that she might wear the armor to save guts at some point i think that would be pretty fucking God cool damn. be like uh he's he's gonna die and she's like ah, do it that would be pretty cool,
1: but I don't know. What do you think her helmet shape? Oh uh, yeah, that's a
3: that question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, a butterfly. I don't know something something
0: weird. No, it's a cat. It's a cat. Uh, um, that would be cool. That along. would be it's cool. A cat. Uh, I just here's the thing though: is the Berserk armor works because Guts' fighting style is so attuned to that style of fighting? Well, and it you just know,
3: kind of I mean, accentuates what's already I, there. I, you know, are you saying Murak would not do something cool with or Berserk armor? Just hey. just it would, it would be absolutely cool, but it would have to be like a one-off kind of thing, oh, yeah, like just for fans it, yeah, of it, yeah, it it would Obviously, would be. I mean, I'm talking about stuff. So, my, you know, okay. Think about when Guts and Zod teamed up. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, sh- you know, pants shitting events. Guts and Zod, or
2: teaming even also up. the. Speaking of Zod, when Skull Knight just takes the hit at Femto. And it's the three of them up there, and it's like, oh, my yeah. God. Like re- I just remember the preview for that was still like maybe the most exciting,
3: you know. Yeah, I like mean. A bizarre
2: moment of my life where it's like, holy shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's,
2: end of times.
3: <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And so, yeah, I think it's like you can get, you know, it would obviously be only a one-shot event. It would never happen again. But... I think it would be cool. But yeah, it would be
2: cool if he was somehow... It would be very similar, actually, to Flora's house, where he's out of the armor, he's weakened, he's gonna die, and she basically just, like, says, all right, you know, put it on me and let's see what happens.
3: Yeah, and when she's about to kill him, the boy shows her his guts, and then she's like, oh, and then it also cures (laughs) her fear of him. Yeah, that's right, bitches. (laughs) If she's gonna fight somebody, I want it
0: to be Grunbeld.
3: Oh, that would be, in the army. I don't know. Yeah, that would be, that would be, that would be strange. But it would be funny <laughs> if she, I mean, um, I'm just thinking about it now. Anyway, yeah, it could be. Anyway, it's, it's kind of like uh, what I mentioned uh, in the thread where, you know, what if, you know, the Skull Knight tried to go after the boy and Guts, you know, oppose him. I mean, these are not, uh, it's it's forfeit, it's not very likely, but it would be cool. So, yeah, just just some ideas. Anyway, about the sword, to to get back to that. I do think she'll keep the sword. I think she'll uh, she'll get some new armor, but I think she'll keep the sword. Uh, And, yeah, I think, I don't know. I feel like, um, was it always Geyseric Sword? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I think it has the same, you know, general, uh, how to say, shape, weight, uh, you know, heft. It's the same size. It's the same kind of, kind of weapon as what he's using now. So I feel like it would make sense for him as a human to have used that sword. I feel like it's being introduced and Danan is just giving it to her. She's like, oh, here's that gear from the Forest Guardians, and here's a sword, a sword, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like it would be something that Geyseric coming here and dying, you know, and then, you know, being given like this new suit of armor and a new sword to go with it. And his old sword being there and her giving it to Casca, I think that would make sense. And then the Skull Knight in two episodes being like, it's been a long time since I saw that sword. Or, you know, yeah. to Danan, why did you give her that sword? You know, and, you know, so that kind of He's
2: just su- going to snatch it out of her head and say, give me that. That's
3: mine. Yeah. <laughs> There's one other
0: thing about the sword that's reminiscent, and I don't know the actual sword terminology for it, but the groove along the blade and the core of it, that's the same yeah. type style as his sword.
3: Yeah, exactly. And so. So yeah, a guy in the in the um, in the thread mentioned uh, Guts' Raider sword, and it's true it had that groove, but you know with a much uh, longer blade and everything. But yeah, I mean the first okay. thing I saw is hey, you know the Skull sword, which is exactly mm-hmm. the same size, uh, has the exact same groove. So it has a, a little bit a wider blade at the you know at the tip. It's a it's a bit more of a fantasy right. fantasy you know special sword it's- style design, but still it's it's uh, it's pretty close. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'm. I mean, if to me, if it if it was a sword from Geyseric's time, it's got to be Geyseric's sword, you know, not like the sword of a guy who was with Geyseric at the time. And, guy Zeric, it's, it's just yeah, guy named just a, guy. a guard, you know, one of Geyseric's men who was there. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's just that's not that interesting. You Jeff. know, it's just she yeah, it was Jeff's sword. She just it was, pulled it. Jeff, Jeff pulled Zarek. it off it's a Dan, pile of swords they had in the sword. back. <laughs>
0: Uh, I also don't want to get too far up my own ass when it comes to this stuff because I recall episode 3 what was it? 40? 339? When we saw the statue the beheaded statue that Rakshas was on top of and I was like that's it! That's our guy Guy Eric, <laughs> with his head lopped off nothing ever came of that of course so
2: Well just so wait next time we see Roxas, that Gazeric statue I should have attacked them from a different point <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. going to confirm it
0: We're close to wrapping it up. Um, Visually, I thought this episode was really striking. Um, We've seen a lot of comments over the past two or three years since he's adopted a more digital art style. And there were some funny moments with some of the panels uh, in the past. Some bushes looking like shit, for example. This episode looked clean and beautiful. Particularly... I love all the stuff around the tree with Guts, the, the the space he gave a lot of those characters and the cherry blossoms falling, and Farnese's hair. Everything looks on point this episode.
3: Yeah, it's I mean. pretty great. I um, And I also appreciate the fact we, like with the digital edition, you re- we really get clean pictures. I wish the uh, mm-hmm. resolution was maybe higher, but uh, honestly, it's... That's uh, Japan for you. Yeah, it's a change from, you know, like shitty magazine paper, you know. Totally. Also on uh, the...
0: Scene where she remembers Judo's death, uh, where you see the memories kind of flooding into her head with her eyes at the bottom of the page. It's it's reminiscent of that style that Mira has done for Guts a couple different times as well. I'd like to see it here as well.
3: Yeah. I really like the – so I I like that we also see like that also she killed, you know, the weird guy, the yin and yang guy. Mm -hmm. and uh also
2: kind of looks like a behirat when you look at him in that panel like he looks it almost is reminiscent of femto's birth too but i mean i know that's reading too far into it
3: oh yeah right well i mean yeah i don't think she's uh remembering the birth itself but but, yeah he does uh it's kind of like an open shell weird design but you know very cool anyway I i was gonna say the page after that when you know you get all the stuff like you said walter um i really like that and i like how he drew a face and the kind of, uh, you know, panic coming to her. I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's stuff that, it's very hard to show a panic attack happening, and uh, I, I felt like it's really well done. Uh, one thing that's
0: occurred to me, I wanted to see what you guys thought about it, the page of, of Guts that's uh, melding with the Apostles that whole thing, Casca's on the ground in a similar pose to the end of the Eclipse. I wondered if that was intentional or just a way of showing that she's, you know, on the ground, basically.
3: actually notice that pose. I don't think... Do we see, like, the exam, exact same shot? You, you mean, or... It- it's not the exact. It's close. Her head's down, obviously. Yeah. Um, Different but the pose is pretty similar. Yeah, it's interesting. To I, when
0: uh, Guts is screaming.
3: I didn't, uh, I didn't take time to check. Let me see if I can find it.
0: I have it pulled up on my screen. Well, I thought it was
2: no, interesting, because uh, when she hits the ground, the panel where she actually... You see her physically hitting the ground. She almost <laughs> looks like she's, like... Out, you know, it's like where her eyes are open, but she's not there. But there, she's clearly kind of bracing herself and looking up, and then screaming again, looking at him. So she's yeah. in yeah. her eye is, you know, conscious. You know, you can tell she's conscious. And then he walks away, and Farnese embraces her and is also blocking him from view. So it's yeah, yeah, pretty
3: I, harrowing. I, I don't think it's meant to be like. I think it's more like a cool shot from behind. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily meant to be like. Uh, an homage to uh, what he did during the Eclipse, but who knows? Sure. Still, yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty cool... I mean, I like... You know, it reminds me of, uh, you know, when Guts is crawling in you know, a Volume 16, and he's like outstretching uh, his hand, and, you know, there's Femto at the top, you know, there's a kind of someone at the bottom, you know, crawling on the floor, and someone, yeah. you know, dominating them and being threatening. I, I, I like mm-hmm. that. I feel like that's a same kind of imagery.
2: Yeah, she's in a vulnerable yeah. position down there, and just seeing this towering
3: over her this horrible image mm. there's one thing we didn't talk about is that shot of guts as he's you know like bowing his head he's basically you know trying not to cry uh so oh, what yeah. do you guys yeah, what and do you guys think just, of that which one and he, and he walks away after and, uh, when she screams you know and you. oh as she screams yeah, again yeah. see yeah, yeah. he's like greeting his teeth and he looks pain and he just bows his head well i think it's that's very, also when he's
2: Like I take that as that's also when he's moving forward too. Like he just he can't take it. You know, he's got his head down. He's he's getting out of there and you see him moving away from the tree and even further away when we see Skull Knight's point of view.
3: Hmm.
0: I didn't say it earlier, but I was going to say I actually kind of like upon retrospect how circular this episode was in relation to the last time. Yeah. You know, because he took away he took away the moment after the screen, which I did want to see. Yeah. But we get it again, basically, and it allows him to reintroduce another panic attack without it seeing, mon- you know, monotonous, basically.
3: Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like the way he did it, the fact we cut to Griffiths, I was 100% sure we would not see the uh, direct – Yeah, it uh, would be weird. Yeah. I agree. It's well, like the, the point of it – I mean, not the only point, but one of the points of doing it like that was that we wouldn't see it. But yeah, the fact we see it again after that – We also – I feel, I feel like also, it, it, Oh, I'm sorry. ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh,
2: we we didn't have to see them figuring out the rules either, you know? Yeah. And so instead he could just show us like, okay, they already know, you know, because we're wondering where's Guts, why isn't he there, you know, she yeah. seems fine, and then he's hiding behind a tree, and she starts by saying, hey, you can just listen. So clearly, I mean, it might even be f- even further after what happened before, because they clearly you know, have done some trial and error where it's like, oh, he can't hear his voice either. And, you know, yeah, she can't, she definitely can't see him. And yeah. so, yeah, we're sort of seeing the new normal when we come back to them. But we also get to see Casca being normal, which is
3: cool. Yeah. It's a way to, um, how to say, accelerate things, you know. Is yeah. That we and, see the s- cut
2: second... out some stuff we don't need to see.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, as
0: far as the duration of time, I, I think it makes sense that it's more or less immediately after. The fact that Denon was in there cutting her hair and the group was outside waiting for her to emerge makes it seem like it's pretty much directly after that
3: event. Yeah, I think it's like like I said, like maybe an hour or something like okay. that, but no, no more. And um, one thing we did not mention is uh, Guts' state of mind because we we said you know oh he might feel uh, but he does say to uh, Farnes and showcase that. Uh, you know, it's fine. You know, they're like, "Yeah, this is fine for yeah, you now." They're like, "Are yeah. you okay?" He's like, "You know, I'm 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 fine with it because she she's doing it's th- not fine. Yeah, she's doing good. <laughs> My point is that she's uh, of course, he's you know, it's not that's not what he wants, but uh, he's patient. You know, he's being patient and understanding. Yeah. He's uh, it's fine. He's, it's, he better stay patient. Sometimes. It's yeah.
2: It's fine for mm-hmm. now, but you better get over it soon. I'm tired of this crap. Right, <laughs> it's like, hey, God, you need to calm down. <laughs>
1: My um, dark side is going to tell me to go oh. get revenge again.
0: <laughs> yeah, We didn't talk about the, the future, really. We usually spend half the episode talking about the next episode. Well, we didn't Rick, really do that Rickard's this time.
2: Well, becoming an, uh, an assassin, so that's uh-huh. good. He's yeah. an assassin that we know can touch Griffith. He, next time he slaps mm-hmm. him, it's going to be with a dagger in his hand. So
0: it's be <laughs> no great. dagger. He can kill with one punch. Like he, the he's creating uh, a uh, Mecha Bakiraka.
1: Mm, yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be great if the next time we see the Bakiraga, they just have, like, all these super bladed machines, like, chainsaws, basically, like, translating. No. <laughs> you,
3: you better expect it, because I, I expect Rakshas will die at the hands of uh, Silat and Riket, basically, and, and Daiba. And I feel like, you know, he's gonna go and try to basically kill all of them in their fortress with a group of, uh, you know, apostles, you know, people yeah. commands. And they're all gonna get fucked up by like endless traps and you know rats and shit like that. Daiba's gonna have a, I don't know a fire tortoise or something. He's gonna be throwing fireballs. It's gonna be the tapasa will be bursting the you know fucking skulls. It's gonna be awesome. Record's gonna have to brown a skin, light yeah, switch
1: and and iron's gonna fall in his face.
3: <laughs> and you know like I don't know Sheila's <laughs> gonna have I don't know maybe a magnum you know, t- three five
1: seven or something like that. <laughs> magnum. Um, Just went home alone, berserk style. <laughs> yes.
0: It actually, kind of, we already kind of got that at the end of Falco, uh, last Falconia sequence, was pretty much home alone.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, the sticky bandits, only that was Roxas. What <laughs> <laughs> um, I meant by well, the future, I guess, was like where Skull Knight will steer the conversation, how Skull Knight might well, react. Well, as
2: uh, laid out a, a pretty compelling case. For the big, like what could be a big picture, including the endgame sort of scenario that he can lay out for them, and then we'll see if anything's going to speed that up. Where you know maybe they're wrestling with the decision of what to do, and then something happens with the boy, or if they're if they are going to do the popular you know theory that like oh the apostle army is here at Elfheim to you know
3: take out the threat against them. You know we'll we'll see. I what's sure is uh, we're going to need action. Uh, like you, like yep. you said earlier, and uh, that's very true, is Berserk is, you know, like, there's moments of, you know, development and thought and stuff, but there's always action that comes, you know, at pretty regular intervals, because it's an action series. And yeah. so it's gonna be, not probably not gonna be next episode, but yeah, there's gonna be action at some point. And um, so, what could it be? It could be monsters invading Farm, it could be I don't know, a group of whatever, whatever. Or it could be, yeah, maybe the boy comes, he lives, and then, you know, apostles, you know, come and try to, you know, get rid of the threat.
2: An underrated berserk-like occurrence and sort of trope where it's like, "Hey, it's a heretofore unknown type of monster attacking." They, but it happens all the time, but you never see it coming for some reason. Yeah. So it's like, Oh wait, it's just some new weird group of monsters showing up. It's not apostles. It's just these guys that you haven't heard of yet, but they're out. Th- they're out there, and now they're. You know, we got to deal with them.
3: There's also- a bunch
1: of bees.
3: <laughs> Giant bees. <laughs> there's a there's also another possibility which is one of the big guys come you know so let's say the boy comes he goes back or whatever and you know Griffiths obviously he can't do it and he's got better things to do that's below him uh, so he sends a, yeah Grunberg and a bunch of idiots so what happens is they get killed I don't expect like it can't be just <laughs> the same things that happened at Flo's place they would get yeah, fucked up they- I mean, Gurnbert is strong, but still, uh, he would get fucked up. Uh,
2: you can't put up a firewall to a fire dragon. Oh,
0: <laughs> that would be a that'd be a bad commentary on Griffith's, you know, foresight, though. Yeah. Like if he sends those people just to get slaughtered, like, yeah. that's a well, bad what if call, Griffith's, dude.
2: Uh, out of commission right now, and they're a little rudder- and they're like, "Where's <laughs> Griffith?" You know? Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. Is that well, another the, thing? The it one could- who makes the most sense to show up would be Zod, because he's the one who's he's the one who's definitely clued in. Well,
3: the uh, thing is, right. I, I expect the next time Guts and Zod fight, uh, oh, Zod is not going to get up. Oh. Zod's dead, baby. Zod's yeah, dead. I mean...
1: Zod's dead, baby. Zod's
3: dead. And it's like, okay, so Zod versus Guts, the Skull Knight, Danan, the Wizards. I mean, uh, he's strong, but, you know, he's got his limits.
2: Maybe we're going to Z- see
3: him have his Guts moment where it's like, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, he's got to pull everything
2: out, you know, I against, yeah. these, I against mean, superior I know. opposition.
3: I'm I'm sure he will, but I don't know. What I think would be cool is, you know, what about fucking you know, Conrad or Ubik or Slan or one of these guys. There you go. I mean they've been It's not it's not crazy. Yeah, and these guys, I mean you got the Skull Knight, you got the Wizards, you got everybody. I mean it's still it's still it's one of the big five, you know? It's like what are you gonna do? I mean Clark- I want to cast our
0: I want to cast our memories back real quick. Yeah, uh, the tr- troll cave in Cliffoth. Yeah. Whenever uh, we saw the end of that fight happening and some tendrils were coming up from below the water pretty much everybody thought it was going to be some kind of squid monster. Oh no. And it was actually Slan's hair. <laughs> I are you sure I am pretty sure I'm sure I saw he was I remember.
3: I'm pretty sure I saw sure. it was, the- sure was going to be Slan, man. No,
0: nah, I remember pretty well. We were all like, "Yep, yeah, just some kind of other fucking monster." That I was guess the one and, time and, and, where
2: it wasn't a new random monster, but like, "Oh my god, exactly!" It's Slan. <laughs> it's like where every, if you had, <laughs> if you had said it's going to be Slan, it's like, "Oh, you're just really thinking too big here." <laughs>
0: There's precedent even for the big boys, is all all I'm saying.
2: As is, like, searching the forum right now. He's
3: like, ah, where's that post? I know I said it. I'm not doing it, but I'm pretty sure I said that. You know, I might be misremembering. And if he doesn't
2: find it, he's just going to edit a post from back then.
3: (laughs) 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 Uh, shit. <laughs> I just, I just might actually. But <laughs> no, anyway, anyway, yeah. I don't know. I mean, imagine Korra coming up and just snapping his fingers, and you get this like wave of rats or something. The trees all die, and Dannan is like, mm. oh, I "Gotta fight this evil power with a broom." Well,
0: I mean, she's you know, she's a queen of elves. I know, but it'd be best if she just used her broom and just, yeah. you know, he's too low level. It would be f- cool
2: if, like, all the, the like, you know, bristles flew off it and turned into super sharp implements and just stabbed him. You know?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, ro- rose swords, you know, piercing him from whatever. Okay, I'm, I'm done. Well,
0: that's kind of what I've, my main thing with the next, you know, if, if a big fight happens, I think it will be a real test of the God hands power. For the first time ever, I think that would be. Yeah. I would. I would love it if it wasn't just a steamroll session. If it was actually, for the first time, we're seeing the barest outline we're seeing, of the godhand's power. Yeah, we're
2: seeing like a fight. Like it's an. It's not just right. you know uh, either get clobbered and escape, but like oh okay, let's line up our our forces here and see who's oh, yeah. got the advantage.
3: I I think if it happened, uh, the one showing up would die. The the member of the gun would die. Yeah, mm. I think th- that would be fucking crazy. It <laughs> yeah, would be that, like there would be casualties you know i'm like you know maybe the i don't know maybe get would you know get Flynn would be get killed or something but i expect like it's because right now Eltham is like that's the last standing fortress of good in the world you know it's like the that's like the hq of the good guys uh so yeah i mean it's fourth of elves so i mean also, that's not not a very strong force but
2: I, I see the, the logic, but also a compelling reason to... I mean, yeah, I guess it depends. If it gets attacked in force, I think it could be the final, you know, sort of dire, like, well, shit, even even we got dr- driven away or driven back, versus, uh, you know, when they all have to team up at the end and, you know, get it done, you know, mm. for the final, you know, battle. I think just my, my meager hope for the next episode would be skull knight and guts talking and it being revealing i i think that's reasonable and you know yeah of course yeah, sure. yeah i mean that's, I, that's just where i wanted to go before we get even down the road
3: on you know what's gonna get them out of there
0: i want 360 to be guts in skull knight mano
3: a mano and pretty much. i would say maybe at the end you know the boy appears maybe i mean he comes down to a film.
2: yeah and skull uh, knight uh, could even be like we could see a you know Hey man, how you doing? You holding up? <laughs> it's like you can be a little so some mentorship here, and
0: uh, just sees him and says,
2: nothing. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. have time for prophecies. It's like I just want to talk about how you're doing. You know, <laughs> just give him like, we, <laughs> soft touch. Yeah, we don't right? need to talk about all that all the time.
3: <laughs> he, yeah. He's not much of a soft guy, so yeah. yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it. He's covered in bones. You, <laughs> yeah, you he's,
2: like I'm. I am made of bones, and I have no feelings. I don't have time for this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know now why you cry. But it's something I could never do. I think that's going to make an episode. We're right at time, guys. Um, that did take two hours. Huh.
2: I, would say I told it to be an hour and a half, but then it always is two hours. So
0: Yeah. yeah. Told ya. Yeah, I know. I should never say it's gonna be less than that. That was good though. Good good chat. I, I hope to be back here doing this exact same thing with new episode of Berserk in about a month. So look for that. And what about maybe, Duranki. And Duranki as well. Yeah, we should do one for that, no doubt about it. I uh, forgot about that. That'll be early September. I think it's the ninth or the third, one of those two. Yeah, it says uh, the ninth. Ninth. Okay, great. Yeah, sometime after that we'll talk about Duranki, and then hopefully be back later in the month for Berserk. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll talk to you later. Alright, see ya. Bye-bye. So long. The Skullcast is a production of Skullknight.net, a Berserk fan community. If you like what you heard, please visit patreon.com sknet. Donations there do not go towards the podcast, but instead toward our resident translator, Puella, who ensures that our members have access to high quality text-based translations of Berserk. Puela has also been translating interviews with Berserk's creator, Kentaro Miura. Many of these interviews have never been translated into English, so it's very exciting to read those. That kind of work simply wouldn't have happened without support from our donors. If you'd like to chip in a buck or two, Please know that it all helps. Once again, that's patreon.com sknet. If you have a question or want to comment on the podcast, visit our forum, skullnet.net slash forum. Near the top, you'll see a section devoted to the podcast. There's always an active thread in there, so go ahead, leave a post, and someone's sure to respond quickly. Thanks for listening.